Hello, and welcome back to Voices from Tolkien Fandom. I'm Bill Fliss, Tolkien archivist at Marquette University and creator of the Tolkien Fandom Oral History Collection. I am calling this seventh episode Famous Characters of Old, and it centers on fans' relationships with Tolkien's fictional characters. Tolkien created hundreds of characters for his legendarium. Tolkien's characters are one of the most compelling aspects of his mythology. When I conceived this project, I immediately wondered what fans would have to say about Tolkien's characters in their interviews. With only three minutes to talk about Tolkien, how many specific character names would be mentioned and why? Today, I have selected 18 recordings where fans drop character names into their interviews, usually characters who are their favorites or who have had the biggest impact on their lives. Let's dive right in. Enjoy. I am 41 years old and I am originally from Great Falls, Montana. So when I think about when I first uh, encountered Tolkien's work, I can very vividly remember uh, being four or five years old and seeing a very uh, short portion of the Rankin-Bass film at my grandmother's house. This led me to have my very first, at least that I can remember, nightmare. And I was mortally terrified that Gollum was going to come and get me in my sleep. That lasted for years. I, I can't even tell you my fear of, of Gollum. I lived on a farm and my room was kind of separate on the house to my siblings. I knew he'd come down through the library, which led to my bedroom, and, and get me some days. Uh, about uh, 10, 10, 12 years later, well, about 10 or 12 years old, excuse me, uh, I would say around 1990, my little brother told me I needed to read The Lord of the Rings. He said, uh, just trust me, you're going to love it. So I read it, and I've read it every year since. I have branched out in the last 10, 15 years into the rest of the Legendarium and his other works, but uh, I come back to The Lord of the Rings kind of as, as my tentpole of, of where it started and Gollum as that little seed of, of fear and excitement in me that, that led me to something that I'm truly uh, passionate about now. When I think about why I love Tolkien so much, I think that it's because he's built a world that is so complete. It feels so fully flushed out that it's easy to immerse yourself in it. You know, now getting to the point where I've read it every year for almost 30 years, you would think that it would feel old or it would, you'd become too used to it, but I don't. The relationships that Tolkien writes between uh, those friendships are so beautiful that friends can share a love that is so deep, deeper than a romantic love, and that a woman's love isn't only a romantic love, and a man's love isn't only a love for battle or only a love, uh, a lust for women is, is a powerful thing, and I think it's more powerful in, in this day and age when things can be reduced down to such base emotions, so the richness is great. Uh, what it's meant to me, well, my daughter's name is Eowyn, so that will tell you something. But, you know, again, it's something I can go back to. It reminds me that there is good and love and that the values of valuing the earth and valuing the different gifts everyone has to offer are so uh, wonderful. And I can ha be happy that I find those in literature and hope to pass them on to my children. I am 55 years old and I am from Rochester, Minnesota. In 1977, I received a copy of The Fellowship of the Ring as a birthday present from my next-door neighbor and friend, Lori. I had heard nothing, not a whisper, about the book, but Lori said, trust me. 
So on a late winter evening, I started reading a book that was a birthday present, which ultimately is a book about a birthday present. And like Gollum, it is precious to me. I was a shockingly well-adjusted teenager. I was happy, I was loved, I was a good student, I had nice boyfriends, and I had great friends. Reading Tolkien wasn't an escape from a Dickensian existence. I was happy, but I had an increasing need for something that was lacking. I needed meaning and big ideas, adventure, high romance, truth. All the cliches of teen angst were blooming in my heart like a culture in a petri dish. I think I felt profoundly let down by life. It all seemed less than it should be, less beautiful, less perilous, less meaningful, and there weren't nearly enough heroes. So it felt a bit barren and disappointing, and it felt incomplete, and it made me very melancholy. You asked why I am a Tolkien fan. In the 1977 Rankin-Bass production of The Hobbit, after Bilbo tells Gandalf and the dwarves of his escape from the Goblin Tunnels, there is a belabored line that has supplanted the original lines from the book in my mind, and I apologize profoundly for that. I'm sorry, but I love the silliness of this line. Gandalf says to Bilbo, Your story has the ring of truth. Yes, it rings true. It's a very bad pun, I know. Nevertheless, when I read The Lord of the Rings, it has the ring of truth. There is an ineffable familiarity a feeling of recognized truth to the world he created. The world we live in is true. The world he created is true, and I'm not even sure what that means or how to explain it, but he unveiled something that exists, and I think that our souls know it. One of the great things about getting older is a dawning awareness that there is so much more to this universe than we can imagine, that sometimes you cannot empirically prove all the truths, not yet, and I'm okay with that. So when I see an old bumper sticker that says Frodo lives, I think, yeah, I agree. Tolkien made me feel complete. He showed me what was missing. He gave me high romance, purpose, and beauty. Beyond my love of the maps, the dense histories and genealogies, languages, heroes, and dark lords, I have just loved it. It has shaped me. I love being outdoors because of it. I run because Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas could run 40 leagues and five. I love food and parties and dancing even more because of it. I love painting because of it. I try to be dutiful like Frodo. I try to be cheery like Samwise. It has molded me, comforted me, and has made me happy beyond expression. I'm 39 years old, and I currently live in Chicago, Illinois. How did I first encounter the works of J.R.R. Tolkien? I was in middle school, and I'd always been looking, you know, in the library, I was always a reader and kind of one of those kids that looked at, you know, choose your own adventure or always some sort of like fantasy book. And I'd always looked at the Tolkien books and they were always, there was not at the point where I was going to read a book that was like 500 pages long, but I knew nothing about it. It's just the cover had fascinated me. I remember picking up a copy of The Fellowship of the Ring and then going to my history class. And it was sitting on my desk, and my teacher, Mr. Oh, man, I can't remember his name now. He was probably one of my favorite teachers of all time. And he stopped class when he saw that I had the book sitting on my desk. He asked me if I had read The Hobbit yet. And I said, no. He sent me out of class, in the middle of class, to go pick up The Hobbit before I'd even started reading The Fellowship of the Ring because he didn't want that travesty to happen. That was the beginning. For a kid who is always 
in the backyard, you know, turning sticks into swords or magic wands and fascinated by magic rings and things like that. It was the perfect match. It was a match made in heaven for me. I immediately connected with Bilbo and Gandalf. Gandalf was probably my favorite just because he was the most magical character out of everybody until I met Tom Bombadil. So that was pretty amazing. And then just went on the journey all the way through to the end of the Return of the King. And then in college, the Silmarillion, where I finally got to geek out. <laughs> I'm a Tolkien fan because it lets me get into a different world, one that I always had in my head, and it, and it made it just that much more elaborate. Tolkien has brought me closer to friends, people that are also fans. As a result of that, one of my best friends, who's a dressmaker, made me a custom Bilbo Baggins costume. And as a result, my nickname is Bilbo Baggins or Wilbo Baggins, because my last name is Wilborns. It's just been, yeah, a wonderful ride being with Tolkien. I'm 67 years old and live in Michigan. I first encountered Tolkien's Lord of the Rings in 1972 when I was 19 years old, married, and had a one-year-old child. I'd never been away from home before, but my husband was restless, so we became hippies, living on the road, doing odd jobs for money, and traveling the U.S. in a beat-up 61 Ford van that held everything we owned. I was so lost and homesick when we found a discarded old set of Tolkien's paperbacks. I started reading The Fellowship and was overwhelmed. I related so much to the hobbits and their displacement and ordeals. They were enduring and fought to go home to their simple life. We moved 22 times in 20 years, and the story was my one constant I clung to. It became my lifeline and escape that I turn to even now. The world Tolkien has created and the way he weaves his words transport me. I anticipate so many excerpts that make me smile or move me to tears. It's like being with safe, close friends. It's home. When I'm reading this story, I lose track of where I am and forget my problems. I especially love the Shire and Sam's great heart, Frodo's determination, Pippin's optimism, and Mary's perception. Then there's Gandalf, a champion of life, especially a simple life. I've read that same set of books annually through homelessness, the Vietnam War, divorce, rebuilding my life with two young kids, becoming a grandma of four, and now retired. I was amazed to find how Tolkien's story spoke to me at a whole other level through each season of my life. Tolkien's world also changed my life when the fellowship was released and it brought me to the OneRing.net website and a community of Middle Earth lovers just like me. Because of Torn and my friends, I went to the 2004 Oscars and several conventions, exhibits, and events where I've met many of the cast and filmmakers. Being a part of Torn inspired me to write and draw again. I couldn't believe it when I saved enough to actually travel to Wellington, New Zealand, and Hobbiton. I can't imagine my life without Tolkien. For 47 years, he has been with me through everything. I am as close to his characters as anyone in real life because Tolkien has given them the heart, values, and acceptance I look for in friends. That worn set of books is my most valued possession. They're damaged, and my favorite parts are underlined with scribbled notes in the margins. They're tear-stained, mouse-chewed, and lines from the films are highlighted. Because of Tolkien and Torn, I've had the best times of my life, which has also brought me here. Who would have ever thought reading a story by an Oxford professor would have such an impact, not just on me, but the world? I am 44 years old, and I live in East Texas. I remember very specifically the first time I encountered Tolkien. I was a young teenager sitting on the floor of my library, and I found this really interesting title on the bottom shelf. It was Return of the King. And I realized that it was the third one in a trilogy 
So I found the first two and I read them and I have very, very, very specific memories of reading those books for the first time. When I was finished, I went looking for more and I discovered The Silmarillion, which is actually the piece of his work that took over my heart. When I recently reread Lord of the Rings, I tried to figure out why I don't love it the same way that all of my friends love it. And I discovered it was because what I love about it is all of the hints of the tales of ages past and those engagement that Lord of the Rings has with the history that you find in the Silmarillion. I can't talk to my friends about Lord of the Rings without actually referencing the whole history of Middle-earth. So one of the things that made the biggest impression on me was Elwing. And I don't know why she was so powerful to me, but she had this determination and this desperation, and she made choices that were difficult, and she did hard things. When I first encountered her, I said, I want to be like that when I grow up. Over two decades, I've tried to figure out why, but I've never, never stopped wanting to be like her, or at least like the version of her that I have in my head. I've admired her determination when she jumped into the sea with the Silmaril. I have admired the love that she must have had with her husband because he chose to be counted among the elves even though he wanted to be counted among the men and he did it because he loved her. Their ending was not a happy ending even though everybody lived and got to be together and because of that joy and sorrow and reality that Tolkien puts into all of his characters, my life has totally been changed. I am 23 years old and I am from Augusta, Georgia. My first exposure to Tolkien actually came through C.S. Lewis. I was a big fan growing up of the Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe film that they did in 05 is one of my favorite films of all time. And then growing up, getting into, I'm watching the first two Hobbit films directed by Peter Jackson in theaters with my father. I saw Unexpected Journey, Desolation of Smog, and then saw Battle of the Five Armies at Home. And I've seen bits and pieces from Lord of the Rings and then acquiring Tolkien's books like Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, Smerillion, and recently Unfinished Tales and The Great Tales of Middle-earth. What I particularly love about his work and what he did for the fantasy genre is that before Tolkien, modern fantasy as we know it didn't exist, and he was able to craft a story and a modern mythos, mythology for England, because all of the countries that he admired, they had their own tales. They had their Gilgamesh and they had their Beowulf. And you see that in works that would come after him, such as Song of Ice and Fire. But you also see it, interestingly enough, in European power metal bands. There is this one band called Rhapsody of Fire that actually has three sagas that are very Tolkien-esque in their albums. They have An Emerald Sword, Eighth Mountain, and Dark Secret Saga. Dark Secret in particular is very, very Tolkien-esque. He created an amazing world with these amazing characters. In particular, I'm very fond of Aragorn and how Viggo Mortensen was able to handle 
his inner ranger, his inner kind of playing a mentor-like character. And he really did a great job of capturing that character and Tolkien himself, as far as I'm concerned, will live on forever through him, through the various people who have portrayed his characters and through the various works that he has influenced. That's his legacy that he's gifted us. I'm 60, I'm from Springfield, Illinois. So how did I get into Tolkien? A teacher handed me The Hobbit. I think I was in fifth grade, and I think I probably had all my work done, and she needed something to do with me. So, of course, I devoured the books. I met other kids my age that were into the books, reread them several times, and I think I just always had the characters in my head. I thought about Bilbo's adventures, and I identified, I think especially with him, somewhat with Frodo and Merry and Pippin, but I think especially with Bilbo, he has sort of the lighter adventures and everything. I read the books again in high school, again in college, again after living in Mexico, and then I traveled to Oxford because I wanted to see where Tolkien worked and everything, and it was so neat to be there because when I was walking around the canals, I just kept wondering, when did Gollum first appear to him? How did he start getting all these things together? And then I found out about the Tolkien Society. They have an oxen mood every September. I couldn't go for a couple years because school, teaching, etc. And then I had a sabbatical, so I was able to go. And what I found out is that even though I thought I was a very big fan, I'm not. I know nothing. Those people knew everything about all of the works. And I was very impressed with them, but it was also really fun to meet them. And I got to see them again in Birmingham. And then this year we had an online auction mood. It was really wonderful because I've been able to find other people that have been equally enthusiastic about this material. There's nothing like these characters and this world. In fact, I have this world behind me. This is a poster by Barbara Remington, and I know Tolkien himself didn't like the covers, but they were always in my imagination. So I had the whole thing in high school, the three books, and this is how I always thought of The Lord of the Rings. Pink and rosy, and of course some things happen that are bad. And in fact, I, even, I know Tolkien himself didn't like them, but I even have a couple of the, the covers with the lion these were the original Valentine covers in the mid-60s. And Tolkien said, you know, there's no really lion anywhere in my work. But that became part of the lore, too. So today, I just still love these books, these characters. And I try to read other things, Neil Gaiman and stuff. But there's just nothing that has the same emotion for me or transports me in the same way. So these are always, I think, going to be the books I love. And recently... Christopher, is that right? Christopher Tolkien came out with some other stuff that he's been editing. Well, poor guy just passed. But anyway, some other stuff from his dad. So I'll be able to read that too. And actually, I just recently got all of the material. So now I can catch up with everything. And I've got these books to carry with me forever. There's nothing I can really compare them to that's the same. And I'm so thankful I've been able to read these books, enjoy Tolkien, and meet fellow fans and readers who enjoy the very same thing, and even write a couple of skits about Bilbo. I'm 28 years old, and I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I first encountered Tolkien when I was in fourth or fifth grade. Our English teacher read The Hobbit aloud to us in class, and he did such an amazing job of the voices that on the first day, I actually ended up taking the book home and reading it for myself over the weekend, which we were told not to do, but I did anyway. I just needed to know what was going to happen to poor Bilbo. 
similarly, I sped read The Lord of the Rings over the course of four or five days in fifth grade because I just couldn't put them down. I actually cried for hours when I finished the second book because I thought for sure Frodo was actually dead. Honestly, I blame my best friend for the past 20 years for the fact that I'm a Tolkien fan. <laughs> we still read and share Tolkien together. His works are a pillar of our friendship, so much so that when we decided to get tattoos together, we didn't even need to discuss the subject. It was obviously going to be Tolkien. Tolkien's works are also a lodestone personally for me, though. I read Lord of the Rings every single year, sometimes two or three times a year, and have since I first read them. I go back to Lord of the Rings when I need comfort, when I feel lonely, and when I feel like I need to go home. The Shire, Gondor, Moria, Lothlorien, they're as much the home I grew up in as any physical places. My understanding and appreciation of the depth and breadth of Tolkien's work grew as I did. I undoubtedly love his works more now than ever, but the reason I keep coming back to Middle-earth is because it feels like home to me. His works formed the background for my childhood and shaped who I want to be. They shaped really who I've become. Tolkien's characters were a family to me, and I wanted to be like each one of them, to be able to face dragons down like Bilbo, to be loyal and courageous like Sam, to face my destiny with strength and softness the way Aragorn did, to be a bold and skilled shield maiden like Eowyn and face down all of my fears. I used to act out Lord of the Rings as a child. I built Mirkwood and Lothlorien in the trees and rode the plains of Rohan on broomstick horses across my backyard. My grandfather lent me his copies of the movies on VHS, and I didn't give them back to him until I had the money to buy my own. It was quite a few years. <laughs> Tolkien's works are quite simply so much more important to me than I first thought was possible. And yeah, I just love them. I'm 28 years old, and I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I first encountered Tolkien when I was in fourth or fifth grade. Our English teacher read The Hobbit aloud to us in class, and he did such an amazing job of the voices that on the first day, I actually ended up taking the book home and reading it for myself over the weekend, which we were told not to do, but I did anyway. I just needed to know what was going to happen to poor Bilbo. Similarly, I sped read The Lord of the Rings over the course of four or five days in fifth grade because I just couldn't put them down. I actually cried for hours when I finished the second book because I thought for sure Frodo was actually dead. Honestly, I blame my best friend for the past 20 years for the fact that I'm a Tolkien fan. <laughs> we still read and share Tolkien together. His works are a pillar of our friendship, so much so that when we decided to get tattoos together, we didn't even need to discuss the subject. It was obviously going to be Tolkien. Tolkien's works are also a lodestone personally for me, though. I read Lord of the Rings every single year, sometimes two or three times a year, and have since I first read them. I go back to Lord of the Rings when I need comfort, when I feel lonely, and when I feel like I need to go home. The Shire, Gondor, Moria, Lothlorien, they're as much the home I grew up in as any physical places. My understanding and appreciation of the depth and breadth of Tolkien's work grew as I did. I undoubtedly love his works more now than ever, but the reason I keep coming back to Middle-earth is because it feels like home to me. His works formed the background for my childhood and shaped who I want to be. They shaped really who I've become. Tolkien's characters were a family to me, and I wanted to be like each one of them, to be able to face dragons down like Bilbo, to be loyal and courageous like Sam, to face my destiny with strength and softness the way Aragorn did, to be a bold and skilled shield maiden like Eowyn, and face down all of my fears. 
I used to act out Lord of the Rings as a child. I built Mirkwood and Lothlorien in the trees and rode the plains of Rohan on broomstick horses across my backyard. My grandfather lent me his copies of the movies on VHS and I didn't give them back to him until I had the money to buy my own. It was quite a few years. <laughs> Tolkien's works are quite simply so much more important to me than I first thought was possible. And yeah, I just love them. I'm 36 and I am from Colorado Springs, Colorado. I was first introduced to Tolkien during my fifth grade year. Our teacher actually did it as a read aloud and she started with The Hobbit and went through the end of Two Towers and left us to finish Return of the King on our own. We started beginning of September. By the beginning of October, I was begging my mother for my own copy so I could read ahead. There was some debate about whether or not she would get me The Hobbit or whether we could get the four-pack with all of them. I convinced her to get the four-pack. Two weeks later, I had finished the whole thing and spent most of the rest of that year, when I had available time, discussing it with my fifth grade teacher. I really like to credit The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, especially the character of Samwise Gamgee, with providing me with an inspiration to improve my behavior. Nowadays, I probably would have been a ADD, something along those lines. I had trouble in school, behavior issues. I was able to use characters from Tolkien's writing to provide, uh, to give me inspiration and an example to follow. Treat everybody kindly, do what needs to be done, you know, that kind of thing. I later read Silmarillion, History of Middle-earth, I've read pretty much everything I can get my hands on. Um, I just recently, through Interlibrary Loan, got a copy of Parma El Delambrion, which has published some of his linguistic works that I haven't been able to purchase online, so I got one through ILL to read that. Finally, I'd like to say that if it wasn't for reading The Hobbit, my wife and I would never have met. I was working on a stage production of The Hobbit in college, and she volunteered to join the show. That is how we met. I'm 34 years old and I grew up in Salem, Ohio. When did you first encounter the works of J.R.R. Tolkien? I believe it was sixth grade and one of my teachers played the Hobbit Rankin-Bass version. And I was completely horrified. I didn't like it. It freaked me out. <laughs> I had heard of Tolkien, and I heard about the movies, Peter Jackson's movies were being made. And I actually went to go see The Two Towers first. Had no idea anything about Lord of the Rings besides what is mentioned in The Hobbit. Even though it was completely out of context, I fell in love. Absolutely loved it. Went back, got fellowship, got the book out of the library, read it through the whole summer between junior and senior year. And then my senior year in high school, I was in AP English. And I was so obsessed with Tolkien that I wrote my senior thesis on Marian imagery in Lord of the Rings. That's the brief history of how I got involved. And then after that, it's been utter obsession for the last 15 years. Why I'm a Tolkien fan, many, many reasons. I could probably talk about this for two hours. But the primary reason, and I've kind of come to understand more about this as I've gotten older, Sam is my favorite character in all of Tolkien's works. He's so understated and simple and kind. I love Hobbiton. The Hobbits are my favorite people in Lord of the Rings. 
And I realized as I've gotten older, they remind me of my home region of Appalachia. And it's completely about being Appalachian. I really relate to it. They're the simple folk or the common folk. Hobbiton isn't regarded as a very important place, grand scheme of things, like the powers that be in Lord of the Rings. So the older I've gotten, I'm like, that's completely because I relate to it because I'm an Appalachian. And it's been an interesting part of my identity. You know, I think also why it was so important to me growing up. The second part to that, his use of language, the fact that he came up with the languages first, and then killed the world and the stories around it. I started studying Elvish, and that led me to become a linguist. I ended up going into foreign languages and spent about the last 10 years of my life being an ESL instructor. That's also what he means to me. It really just completely consumed my life. Following his journey as a linguist led me into my own journey as a linguist. I am 33, and I am from in the United States. I first encountered the work of Tolkien when I was actually in utero. My dad would read to my mom while she was pregnant. It was based on the theory that we would then recognize his voice when we were born. And then he read the Lord of the Rings to her when she was expecting me. Once I had emerged, he would read the Lord of the Rings to us pretty much every year, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. So I grew up hearing those books once every year, once every couple of years, like my entire childhood. So, you know, 10 or 12 times. They're important to me because of that memory, because I associate them so strongly with that bond with my father, with that time spent with my siblings as a family. They were a hugely important part of my childhood. But then as I got older, you know, when I started to reread them for myself, what they meant to me really changed because as a little girl who loved fantasy novels at a time when there weren't very many fantasy novels that focused on women, I really latched onto characters like Eowyn. It was really important to me to see female characters who were central to the story, who played really important roles in the grand scheme of The Lord of the Rings, Eowyn extremely essential to that story. I thought about her a lot. Um, and she was very important to me. When I got a little bit older, around the time that I was 12 and 13, I started to really struggle with intense depression. And like, having Eowyn as a character that I could look to, a character that I already knew was important, and who I had already seen go through a journey that suddenly was important to me, and that has stayed important to me ever since. I'm now 61 years old in Montana, but when I first met Tolkien, I was a 15-year-old farm kid from South Central Minnesota. I wouldn't call myself a Tolkien fan so much as a Tolkien advocate, specifically of the values woven through his books. The difference between good and evil in Middle-earth is the difference between service and selfishness. When Frodo says he will take the ring to the fire, though he doesn't know the way, when Gandalf stands against the Balrog, when Sam takes the ring from his seemingly dead master, and when Aragorn leads a remnant army against the Black Gates, each does so in the service of the common good at great cost, and each takes responsibility for the protection of that good. 
No one was ever accused of acting responsibly for pleasing himself. Responsibility turns on sacrifice. It's the value that makes all human communities work, from marriage to companies to nations and worlds. I learned that from Tolkien, and I try to live it out myself in all my communities. And every year I am more convinced of the truth of Tolkien's assertion that responsibility is goodness. Great literature is less of a mirror of life than it is a map of life. I believe that in the end, each of us in our life arc becomes one of Tolkien's characters. My name is Derek Grimmel, and I am Sam. I am 55, and I'm from Milwaukee. I grew up here, and I actually went to Marquette as well. The first time I encountered Tolkien was one of my, I have many older brothers and sisters, and one of my sisters loved, she just loved the Tolkien stories. When she was in grade school, she was reading them, and I remember her telling me the story of The Hobbit. I think I was five or six. She would tell it to me as a bedtime story. She didn't read it, she just told me the story, and I just loved it. She must have been a great relater of the story because it was just so wonderful. I remember thinking at some point, that I was going to read them. She didn't talk to me about The Lord of the Rings, just The Hobbit. The main memory I have of the story is she told me when Thorin died at the end of the book. I was choked up just thinking about it. I was so sad when Thorin died. I think that was the seed. And I think I started reading um, The Lord of the Rings a couple years later, maybe in high school. But I read the whole series like every other year. Why I'm a Tolkien fan is, I guess because his story gives me so much hope. There's so much reason not to hope through the whole story. And every character is so three-dimensional. My favorite character is Faramir. That's why in the movies when they messed with his character, I almost walked out and like, you don't mess with Faramir. <laughs> but anyway, I would say hope is what draws me to his books year after year. What he has meant to me is really about the hope that he has crafted such an amazing story that it just keeps drawing me back. That's why I keep reading it. And I will keep reading it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm 24 years old. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I think a lot of people my age first encountered Tolkien's works through Peter Jackson's movies. So I think I was about five or six when the first one came out. My family was always a read the book first kind of family. So my mom and dad pulled out The Hobbit and read it to me and my brother when we were kids. I kind of enjoyed it. My favorite part was that there were ponies in it and then the ponies died, so I was not really too happy about that. I went on to see the movies and I was upset that suddenly we lost Bilbo and Gandalf, who were the only two characters I knew. But I was still interested. I guess I was really inspired by the women in the movies. I loved Arwen and Eowyn. Eventually, I grabbed the books because I wanted to know more specifically about those two characters. I was, I was in fourth grade when I read Fellowship of the Ring. I worked on the other books throughout the summer. Then I let them go for a while. I, I watched the Peter Jackson movies a lot, but I put the books aside, I put the movies aside, and I came back to it my last year of high school. And into college, I started getting involved with more online communities. I was involved with like a couple different writing groups, people who wrote fan fiction. Did that for a while, but I met a couple of people from different places in the world. I've got two friends in Italy. We started writing Silmarillion pieces together. I've also got friends in Indonesia, friends in Britain, Australia. 
pretty much all around the world. I was eventually able to meet up with them for a couple of trips. So I've been to Vienna, London, specifically talked to other Tolkien fans, which has been really great. A lot of what's drawn us together as a group is just these pieces of information that were given in the Silmarillion. They're quite underdeveloped in a sense. There's an entire history of this world and not all the pieces are quite there. Everyone had their own angle to take when they went and looked at these pieces of writing. I've got a friend who's a meteorologist and she lives in Oklahoma. One thing that really interested her was weather patterns in first age Middle Earth. So it was fun for her to model how certain areas could be misty and how the mountains would affect that. And I just thought that that was really great that everyone with their backgrounds in linguistics, history, meteorology could all bring something to the fandom discussions. I'm 31 and I'm from Sussex in the UK. I first encountered the works of J.R.R. Tolkien in 2001. It was in the run-up to the films. I was 13 at the time and I saw an advert, a trailer for The Fellowship of the Ring and I thought this is quite interesting. I decided to read The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and was immediately captivated and was immediately captivated by in particular Ian McKellen's performance as Gandalf. I thought that was fantastic. Being able to see how he had interpreted the character and how Peter Jackson had crafted the world with his own vision of what Tolkien had produced. For me that was quite special but also being able at the same time to be discovering Tolkien's works almost in tandem myself and deciding in my own head how Middle-earth should look. And it was really funny because actually I then realised I had encountered Tolkien much earlier in my life. So I had a library when I was probably about six or seven, encountered the David T. Wenzel graphic novel version of The Hobbit, which at the time I didn't like. I didn't like the graphic novel version. So Potentially, if it hadn't been for David T. Wenzel, I may have encountered Tolkien a bit earlier than when the films came out. But the films were the spark. As beautiful as they were, it was Tolkien's stories that were the thing that captivated me. What I think is really impressive about Tolkien, for me, it's the breadth of characters. He has so many characters, and I know lots of people will sort of say that they struggle to remember all the names. But actually, I think what he does really impressively is he's able to capture the various elements of the human condition in all the different characters. You see different characters who each have their own kind of archetype of the human condition. And I think that for me, I think it's really special because you can look at Faramir, you can look at Gandalf, you look at Frodo, you look at Aragorn, or even looking at some of his more minor works, like looking at Niggle and Parrish in Leaf by Niggle, you think actually it's not just about these beautiful surroundings, it is actually about these characters and how they fit in and how they represent humanity. What this meant for me, you know, the, one of the interesting things is I've become the chair of the Tolkien Society now, so I have a, quite a heavy involvement in the Tolkien fandom, I know most of the Tolkien scholars, and so in a funny way I've become a little bit detached from Tolkien directly because it's more organisational. I try to make a good effort every year to re-read through, actually the Silmarillion is my favourite, and it always reminds me of just what a great author he is. I'm 57 years old. I first encountered the works of uh, Tolkien when I was in high school. And in fact, for Christmas one year, and my mother started doing this when I was in junior high, I would tell her what books I wanted for Christmas and then she would get them for me. And one of the books I got for Christmas when I was 17 was The Silmarillion. I am a Tolkien fan because when I first read The Lord of the Rings, it was just something I could completely escape into. My family life 
was my parents fought a lot all the time when I was little, and I would escape into books. Into Tolkien, you really escape. You're gone. I wasn't in my house. I couldn't hear my parents fighting. I was with Frodo and Bilbo and Sam and the elves and a completely foreign place, totally different than my own wherever I was. So for every year after that, for probably 20 years, I reread The Lord of the Rings every year. And it was a memory of childhood, but also just a way of repriming the pump about fantasy. His meant a lot to me because when I finally went back to get my doctorate, my dissertation was on fantasy literature, and in no small part because of Tolkien. My favorite chapter in The Lord of the Rings is the Battle of Pelennor Fields, where the female rider of Rohan, who's disguised as a man, comes out and she def- she cuts off the head of this horrible you know, monster. I-, I just thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever read when I was 17. He has meant a lot to me, the idea of literature as escape, but also literature to fulfill at the same time. So I continue to be a fan of Tolkien. Even when I became a feminist, I still was a fan. Loved him anyway. I still find meaning him when I reread the stories, and it's always something I will cherish for the rest of my life. From Lorraine, Ohio, and this is my gift to myself on my 37th birthday. I was first drawn to Tolkien as an adult after seeing a Fellowship teaser trailer. This was long before the movies were even anywhere near complete, but it was just the scene where Frodo drops the one ring in the snow and Boromir picks it up. He's so tempted by it. You know, I found it so striking. Immediately, I went out right after a different movie I saw, and I bought Lord of the Rings to read it, reading the trilogy, anticipating the movies. One of the things I find really striking about his writing is his words are just so beautiful. I mean, it's like lyrical, but like spare at the same time. It's like a history book written by a poet. That's astonishing, really. But what really makes me a fan is the content. I mean, you have to love Gandalf. He's got all this wisdom on life and death and dealing with the worst times. He's just a very comforting figure. But I really appreciate Tolkien's themes of greed and the destruction it causes. Chokes the life from society and from nature. You got the rings of power, obviously, but then there's the Numenorean's longevity and the Sackville Baggins, the greed for Bag End, even within your own family. Denethor and the ruling of Gondor, and Thorin's Arkenstone, of course, and the struggle for the Silmarillions. In contrast, you have Aule's creation of the dwarves. They were created out of love and with humility, rather than a desire for power, so they were allowed to remain and given life. But Galadriel, I really find inspiring, and in that she also had desire in her. She wanted to rule, she wanted to explore, and she did that without taking from others and destroying. She crossed the northern ice, she explored Middle Earth in darkness, she didn't swear any terrible oaths, but she achieved her goals through sacrifice and strength of will. And when ultimately offered the power of the One Ring, she had the strength to overcome her internal greed and turn it down and save herself from corruption. The books, Allies Made of Bilbo, voluntarily giving up the ring, But I imagine that's much more difficult for powerful beings like Gandalf and Galadriel to turn that down. So there's great lessons there in harnessing your desires and ambitions without stepping on others to do so. 
I'm 53 and I live on Long Island, New York. I first encountered Tolkien's works when I was in eighth grade, I think, probably around 13 years of age. A really close friend recommended them. And I am a huge fan because number one, adventure. The books are just incredibly exciting. The flight to the Fort of Berin and the Battle of Helm's Deep, Eowyn killing the Lord of the Nazgul, Battle of the Pelennor Fields, the Bridge of Kesedum. I remember sitting outside a classroom in junior high reading about the breaking of the gate of Gondor and Gandalf facing down the Nazgul and then Eowyn killing him. And it was so exciting. My heart was racing. I was breathing really fast. It was the most exciting thing I had ever experienced in my life at the time. And it came from a book. Second reason I'm a fan. Um, I love stories with heroes and heroism and self-sacrifice and loyalty. The impossible quest that must be accomplished in desperate times. All these things gave a depth to Middle Earth that just made it seem so real. Also, an appreciation for language. It was frustrating at first. At that age, to learn that every place and some people had five different names because there's five different languages. So I was constantly having to open an actual dictionary to look at what things meant. I had to look up even the bits of different armor and clothing that Mary's knife had to go through to stab the Nazgul in the leg to figure out what really happened when he did that. What these have meant to me, a source of adventure, of course, and how deep, well-written literature can describe it and convey it and bring it to the reader. Also, some of the best qualities a person can have are displayed in these books. Loyalty, self-sacrifice, the courage to do what needs to be done even against impossible odds. Never give up. Gandalf and the Balrog, Gimli and Legolas running after Merry and Pippin, Eowyn killing the Lord of the Nazgul, Frodo on his quest, Strider saying, if by my life or death I can protect you, I will. These were characters that had good character to emulate. And also, it gave me a desire to see the world. I think it's why I joined the military. There are things that are, I think, worth fighting for, and those things include country and family and friends. Same things from the book. It made me want to be part of a group of people that did that sort of thing. I hope you enjoyed this seventh episode showcasing fans' relationships with Tolkien's characters. I have not done a quantitative analysis to determine which characters are mentioned most often in the entire collection so far, but my impression is that it would be either Sam or Eowyn. Sam's virtues make him a perennial fan favorite, and the relationship between female fans and Eowyn is something special. Until next time, Namarie.